Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing through the Gospel of Mark. We're right at the end of it. We may end it here in the next couple episodes. And I think I know where we're supposed to go next. We'll see. We actually do that, okay? But uh, this last thing in Mark right here, I'll tell you what, this is great. It's the 16th chapter. And we've gone through um, a couple of verses here the last couple of episodes. I'm going to read again. Remember what was going on. Jesus appeared to the eleven. This is after he's resurrected. And he appeared to the eleven as they were reclining. They're resting in this room. Other Gospels tell us they were locked away out of fear of the Jews and fear of everybody. And Jesus appeared to them. And he reproached them for their unbelief and for their hardness of heart. What did they not believe? They didn't believe the report that the ladies gave. They didn't re- believe the report that the couple gave that had gone to Emmaus and back. Okay, They didn't believe that Je- they had seen Jesus, that he had risen from the dead. Jesus reproaches them for that, then turns around immediately and says, Go. He, he straightens them out about that, says, you know, he, he says, you got to believe. Okay, you can't have hardness of heart. And then he says this, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. He who has believed and has been baptized shall be saved. But he who has disbelieved shall be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. So the last couple of episodes, we've looked at these signs. We've talked about them some. So here's the signs. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will pick up serpents. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So Jesus says these are going to be the signs that accompany those who believe. Now, again, it doesn't mean that every believer will manifest every sign. No, what he's saying is that believers, this is how the power of God moves. It also doesn't mean that this is all that God will do. You look at the other Gospels, you see other things. You see the writings of the balance of the New Testament, and you find out more about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit and the gifts of the Holy Spirit and how the Lord functions in and through His church. But in this situation, this is what the Lord says. Those who believe will cast out demons. That is still applicable today, folks. They will speak with new tongues. That is still applicable today. A huge portion of the believing church, I mean true believers, the body of Christ, reject these things. And they do so to our detriment. You want to know why the church is so powerless? It's because the church has rejected the power of God. We say, oh, yes, we believe in the power of God. We believe in the power of the Word. We believe in the power of the Spirit. But if it starts, the Spirit starts manifesting Himself in ways that we don't like or we're uncomfortable with or that we choose to, the word that Jesus used in verse 16 was disbelieve. If we choose not to believe that, then why are we wondering why there is no power? So he says that they will cast out demons. We're supposed to do that, folks. They will speak with new tongues. We are to speak with new tongues as the Spirit leads us. You see all about that, 1 Corinthians 12, 13, 14. Okay? Verse 18 here, Mark 16 says, they will pick up serpents. Now, people get all freaked out about that. Does that mean that we're supposed to have serpents in our worship services and handle them and toss them about to show and prove our faith? No, it doesn't mean that at all. Okay. As a matter of fact, that's a misinterpretation of this passage. It doesn't mean that people that do that or have done that, that they're not saved. As a matter of fact, a lot of them truly are saved. There's also a lot who are not truly saved. 
If you want to read a great book about that kind of stuff, well, really not about that kind of stuff, but sort of about that kind of stuff. It's about the people. It's called Salvation on Sand Mountain. I actually live on Sand Mountain. Okay, Sand Mountain's a long mountain. <laughs> and so, uh, and you'll see the evil that was done by a pastor. It actually starts at the very beginning of that book. At the end of the pastor's trial, he was found guilty of murdering his wife using the snakes they used at church. Yeah, that's pretty evil, isn't it? But then uh, the reporter who covered that thing, what this book is about, it's about the people. And he was intrigued with the people and what they believed and how they believed. And there were some miraculous things that happened to the people and this reporter, even though, even though they misinterpreted this passage right here. Okay? So it doesn't mean that you pick up serpents. Then what does it mean? Oh, I think we got a great example of it. Okay? And you got a great example in the book of Acts in the 28th chapter and the third verse. It's when Paul, let me just read it to you. Uh, but when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks, remember they were shipwrecked, and they got it cold, it was raining, so they were starting to fire, and laid them on a fire, a viper, a snake, came out because of the heat and fastened itself on his hand. When the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they began saying to one another, Undoubtedly this man is a murderer, and though he has been saved from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. However, Paul shook the creature off into the fire and suffered no harm. So what's going on here? So they were shipwrecked. Okay, They were saved uh, in the shipwreck. Actually, Paul saved all of them by uh, receiving instruction from the Most High God and telling them what to do, and they did it. Yes, they lost the ship, but no life was lost. And Paul told them that's what was going to occur, and it did occur. Now they're coming back because he got bit by this asp, this viper or whatever, they're saying, oh, he must be a murderer. Okay, uh, This is a thing, uh, we're studying the book of Job right now, locally and online. And the big thing with Job's friends is the, the concept of retribution. That if you do good, then you'll receive good. If you do bad and you're wicked, you'll receive bad. Generally speaking, you see some of that in the scripture, but not always. And so they believe that since Job was going through this horrible thing, that he must have sinned and done something wrong. These natives were believing the same thing. Here Paul is bitten by a snake. He should have been dead within 10 or 15 minutes from this bite. But he wasn't dead. He shook the creature off in the fire and suffered no harm. You know what they did? The next verse or two actually tells you what they did. I'll just tell you. Uh, they went from saying he's a murderer, murder receiving his just reward for what he has done to turn around saying he's a god. He's a god and wanting to worship him. <laughs> and he went, no, 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 no. No, I'm neither one. I'm not a murderer. I'm not a god. I think that's a picture of what's being said here, that they would pick up serpents. In other words, if you, if you accidentally are bit by a snake or something happens like that, God's going to protect you. Then the next part, if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. Now, you know, in these same snake handling churches, as we call them, you know, we all know all about the snakes, but a lot of times, if you look over the side there, you'll see a jug of something. It's usually clear. It's got a sort of semi-clear liquid in it. got a little bit of tinge of a color. It's usually strychnine. They usually have poison there. And to prove their faith, they'll drink the poison to prove that they have faith in God, that God can protect them. You know what? Even though it's a mis- uh, understanding, a misapplication, a misinterpretation, misapplication of this scripture, quite often God does protect them. You know what? Quite often he doesn't. Sometimes they die. Sometimes they get violently ill because that's not what the scripture means. So what does this scripture mean? Let me tell you what, folks. I'm, I'm going to pull a Paul Harvey on you right now. Are you ready for this? 
I'm going to tell you more than I know. <laughs> but I have learned some things literally within the last 24 hours that I think this verse right here may very, very well be very helpful to us today. It's, it's 2022 at the time when I'm doing this, okay? To us today right now. Some things that are coming out that may or may not be true, I don't know. I don't know yet, but I know some foundational things about this are true. And I can tell you that the basic principle I'm about to express right here is true. There are things happening in the world. They've been happening the last couple of years, if you get my hint. If you drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. What this is really referring to, if you drink something that's poisonous and something deadly, if you do it by faith, it won't hurt you. Okay? I know of people that travel all over the world and drank some of the nastiest water. They should be violently ill because of the water. And what they literally did was get a cup of it and say, Lord, I just speak your purity over this thing. Protect me. Watch over it. And drink the water because they are in dire need of water. And they suffered no harm. What do you think a blessing is when we bless our food? Yes, we're giving God thanks for the food. But what you're actually doing, folks, and this is not a bad thing to do when you eat nowadays, because a lot of the stuff we eat has things in it with a malicious intent to hurt mankind. And so I've just started doing that. That when I eat, when I drink, Lord, let nothing deadly harm me and let nothing harm. Lord, let no poison that may come into my body harm me in any way. You know, there's a lot going on right here, folks. As a matter of fact, I think I'll talk about it a little more next time, okay? Because my time's up right now. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you for your time. And I'll see you then. Goodbye.